I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review, local name, global perspective. Joining me right now is an icon in Rockets coverage, Jonathan Fagan of the Houston Chronicle. How are you today, sir? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much for taking time to to uh, join me to talk some Rockets. Let's get right into it. The uh, season is over. Did anything this past season surprise you, good or bad? Can't think of anything that was too surprising. Um, not, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, that's, I didn't, but it's what we expected. We thought that they would be a struggling, rebuilding team. I, I guess you could say Jalen Green's early season struggles and then how he so completely turned those around. The extremes of it, I think, might be somewhat surprising. That I, I didn't think he, he struggled to the extent that he did early, uh, but then to go from that and, and excel as he did, to have the learning curve be as extreme as it was and rapid, I think that might be somewhat of a surprise. Who or, or what factors do you think played a role in his rapid turnaround in the second half of the season? Well, I think he showed himself to be a guy who, who is capable of learning. Learning not just from experience, but from video, from meetings, from the sessions that go before games. And then, of course, experience does that. You know, you get in the court and he applies it. And it's a credit to him. We can all see his physical abilities. You know, he's obviously gifted. But it's a good sign for the Rockets that he is so capable of applying what he learns. Someday, when they're good again, they will need him to apply what happened in Game 2 to the preparations for Game 3 of a playoff series. Right. And when that day comes, we can think back to his rookie year and how he learned from mistakes and he learned from struggles. How, how far in the future do you think the Rockets will it take for them to be good again? And good, I mean by being in the playoffs, not just a play-in. <laughs> Could be. I mean, it can, can't predict because so much can change. Not this summer, but the next, they will have all kinds of cap room. But, you know, there's not a lot. It's not a, a class loaded up with so many max contract guys that the few teams with that kind of room collect them all. Uh, they have to show something next year that shows they're on the way up. Show more things that teams around the league and players around the league can see easily so that whoever becomes those kind of max contract free agents, that's a place I want to go. So to answer your question, you know, they might not get that guy the first year of it. The guy they, we don't even know the results of the lottery in a few days. Is that going to bring them a franchise player? And if they get somebody in the top three, He's going to, well, you know what? It's Raphael Stone, whether he's in the top three or not. They're going to draft a teenager. And so <laughs> when is that guy going to be ready to be a franchise player? Uh, so predicting how long it takes for a guy who's now 19 or in the case of Jabari Smith, if they get him 18 to be able to be, let's say what we saw from, from the Celtics. So that, that's a team that was built very similarly to what the Rockets are trying to do. You trade your franchise player or players, 
get multiple draft picks, get lucky on a few of those picks to where they're really high picks. It still didn't happen right away. It took years right. before those guys were capable of being the best players on a team that hopes to be, that could become the best team. So we're talking years down the road to be that. If put on your general manager hat, Mr. Fagan. If if the Rockets you even get it. I, <laughs> if the Rockets get win up the your first pick in the twenty twenty two NBA draft. Who would you pick for the Rockets with that first pick? My inclination right now is Jabari Smith. I think each of the top three guys have something they need to develop. And really, they have a lot they need to develop. Sure. But they have a shortcoming. They need to develop. Uh, Bancaro, Paolo Bancaro, I think, has been sort of unfairly diminished in people's estimations where I think he's going to be really good in a lot of ways. And I think of the three top guys, he he is most ready. But he has to show that he can be a, a strong defensive player. You're not a great player unless you're at least good on both ends. He has a chance to be that. He hasn't been, but, you know, we're talking about freshmen where a lot was asked of him, and he was playing next to a rim-protecting center. He was asked to do different things, He's, but he still has to develop that. Chet Holmgren has to develop at least enough physicality to hold up, you know, to where he's not getting bullied. Jabari mm-hmm. Smith, he needs to add ball handling and the things you get off of ball handling. Well, I, to me, that is the most likely quality to be added as he grows. I think he can get that. I think he, he will be very good to elite as a shooter. I think he can shoot at that level off the dribble or catch and shoot. He has a chance to be elite defensively. We That's still forecast. He's going right. to start his career as a rookie. In his case, an 18-year-old rookie. Um, that's, I mean, he might be 19 next year. He will be 19 next season. But right now, he's the 18-year-old of the group. But he has the attributes to be that good defensively. To me, you start with a great shooting, outstanding defense, tremendous length, athleticism. I think he has, of the three, the upside that would make him the first choice if Rafael Stone calls and says, what should I do? Now, assuming Rafael doesn't call you, would it surprise you? I still you? get the hat. You told me to put on hat, and it's hanging up over there. <laughs> would it surprise you if Rafael Set Holmgren if the Rockets had the number one pick. It would not. Of course not. Well, first of all, I'd be a little surprised if he gets the number one pick. The odds are so against Correct. Him. But uh, no, not at all. Because, you know, rim protection for a team that was last in the NBA defensively. I mean, if you talk about Chet Holmgren's potential, can he be Rudy Gobert with a three-point shot? You know, with an outstanding three-point shot? I, my gosh, that, you can work with that. Um, it, his slender build is a concern, a real concern. And, and will he be uh, durable with that kind of build? But, I mean, you, you put him, and they're very high on, on Shangun. Well, they can play together really well. Uh, Shangun and Holmgren can be an NBA version of Holmgren and Drew Timmy, uh, except that Shangun's a better passer. 
and yeah. much better passer. You bring range shooting and the spacing that comes with that next to Shangun. And there's so much you can work off of that. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot to like there. there. I think, as I said, I think there's a lot to like for anybody in those top three, but especially for the Rockets, because the Rockets, they drafted a bunch of guards. They, they absolutely believe in Jalen Green. If the draft, if they were doing the draft over again, they would absolutely take Jalen Green again. Okay, a year later, if you can get a big man, a front court guy, it, it's a, it's really what the best case scenario. In your talks around the NBA, how many, how, what percentage would you say are the people have more concerns about Chet Holmgren and his frame? And then, you know, the more or less people have less concerns or more concerns about his frame? More or less concerns than... That if you have a, Keep that weight and still be productive. You know, they, everybody brings it up, but nobody can. I mean, that's the thing that we have learned about the draft in recent years. You're trying to predict the future, which is always what you're doing with the draft. But now you're doing it with teenagers. And uh, so people bring it up. But when I talk to people around the league, and I haven't a lot in the last few weeks, except about rumor type stuff, which as opposed to evaluations. But throughout the season, I did talk to quite a few people, uh, evaluations, what do you think? And they, they talk all good. And you know what you hear a lot is how competitive he is, how, how he plays with a real fire. He's, I've heard this several times. He is not a guy who just, wow, look at how tall I am. I guess I'll be a basketball player. Or I like sports and my gosh, I'm seven foot. I, I'll play basketball. No, this guy is, he is out to beat you. And, and that is a real quality, uh, when you, you know, sometimes you get worried. Is this guy, is he playing because, hey, it's a great career, it's a good life, I'm seven foot, I'm someone I've, no, he is a ball player. And I hear that, I, when it comes to Holmgren, I have heard that exact little speech a lot of times. Now you don't hear it so much, probably because I'm asking different questions, mm. but also because it's old news, you know, that, that's been said. But throughout the year, especially, I would ask about, and I did that last year too, I, I'd ask about different players. And that that is a good maybe warning is when I think back of last year, I was hearing so much about Jalen Suggs and, and his potential and maybe even number one pick guy. And then as we got closer and closer to the draft, I think most of us thought he'd go four, not five, but there were definitely rumblings that, no, 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 not, not four. And you didn't hear that at all during the season. So what I have heard up to this point might change, might be different from what we will hear mid-June. Worst case scenario, Rockets get the fifth pick in this draft. Will they go with another guard? With yeah. high upside or, or forward with, with a higher floor? I can't imagine. Well, that they would have to weigh, but no, I mean, their way is still best player available, best star potential. Um, and I don't think, and, and I don't think they're real high on drafting a center. If, if you're talking about the centers, who wouldn't go that high anyway? Um, no, I think they take the best guard. The hard one is for everybody would be Jaden Sharp. 
not just because nobody saw him. Right. Uh, you know, he didn't play all, and that makes it really hard. It's, it's harder than Jalen Green was, where at least Jalen Green had the 15 games of G League. But that's his comp. I mean, the, his comp is, is Jalen Green. And would they do that? Um, I think they will go young, young, if they are four or five, uh, they would go absolutely young. You know where I'm leading with this. Right. And, and upside. In other words, not Keegan Murray. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was good. I was sort of figuring like you would jump yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, he, I, I know you. I knew you knew. I knew you knew. Hey, he's the 22 year old, right. and a lot of people are. Hey, he could go five. You know, he's so productive and so solid. People who look for that would have to like that. The Rockets are looking for star potential, room to grow. To, I mean, you think about it. Uh, Rafael Stone has has come away from the draft with five players. Uh, he's drafted four of them and made the trade for KJ Martin. All five were teenagers. And I, I don't think he's picking a 22 year old. With the second pick in the first round, you, which way do you think the Rockets are leaning? International player to, to keep overseas or another teenager? I wouldn't think to keep overseas, but, uh, and, and there are some international players you have to look at there. It's right now, it's early, early. It's so hard to predict, uh, the, the variance of, of guy. And really, we've seen that in recent years. There's been guys who've gone 10, 11, who were in a lot of the mocks going 17, which is where the Rockets pick 18, 19, 22, you know, so it's so hard to predict, uh, where they would go. You know, he, Rafael will say, when he does any interviews between now and the draft, best player available, best player available, I think he is going to be somewhat careful to, if, with his second pick, to try and get a guy who differs in a way to where he'll be playing. He'll have a, like, Garuba last year had very few minutes, you know, even between the injuries. It was hard to, Fit him in. I don't know that he wants to do that again. Let's say he does come away with another guard at the four or five. Would he take another guard at 17 in the name of best player available? I don't think so. I think he would be very careful about that. What do you, do you think Christian Wood will be on the roster after the deadline? Uh, February. Deadline. After the February deadline. Well, a little bit depends. On what happens on Tuesday at the lottery. Because if they're getting one of the top three picks, they're taking another big man. They're going to want to play that big man. Remember, this is the last year coming up will be uh, that they control their pick. Uh, and they have all the cap room. In other words, they don't have to have to. Okay. We got to be a play in team at least. They're going to still want to play whoever they draft. And so if you're trying to play Garuba, Shangoon, Holmgren, can you get, they, they still have Jayshon Tate, which Jayshon fits really well with these guys. You can, cause they all bring some shooting, um, range shooting. I think then you're going to have to really look at where he is, what you can get for him. Uh, but you don't want to take back longer term contracts because you have the massive cap room 
that you don't want to spend in the name of, well, I had to get something for him. Yeah, but you kept yourself from getting something next summer. So they, they would be very careful. But uh, I think the answer to that question depends a lot on Tuesday night. How about John Wall? Will John Wall finally be out of a rocket uniform? By next point? February? Yeah, I well, don't think he ends next season on the Rockets. Will um, he be, will he start the season with the Rockets? The odds are yes. I mean, nothing has changed. You know, for all the silly talk about, ooh, he had the meeting. He, you know, he was talking, he was talking to Rafael all the time last year for the meeting. You know, it, these are two people who talk a lot. You know, they talk to each other a great deal, especially at that time of the year. Um, nothing's changed. The, the Rockets said, look, we're going to pay you. Don't worry about it. You're fine. He said, I don't want to be a guy who comes off the bench and sits with the game on the line. Unless he comes back and says, you know what? Never mind. I'll just give me whatever minutes you got. I'm cool with that. I think he, nothing changes. Now, we haven't even gotten to the draft. You get to free agency, things fall, change. Does some team need a, it's an expiring contract. You'll take this off of our hands. We'll take your $47 million guy. Either that or Rafael just calls his old carpool buddy Daryl Morey. They trade Harden for Wall and we're done with it. <laughs> How about Eric Gordon? What's his long-term future with the Rockets? That one's harder. For one thing, the Rockets love him. They, they, they love his attitude, the way he works with, with the young guys and is a, a model pro with them. He, he fits. I've said this so many times, and he didn't get traded at the last trade deadline when it was true. He could fit with anybody because he could be good with the ball in his hands or off the ball. Uh, and everybody needs shooting. So, And he's great attitude. He could start. He can come off the bench. So, okay, we would say that's a guy you can trade. Um, and if you can trade him for an expiring and an asset, even if the expiring is not somebody you're really interested in, but somebody wants to move a contract, but you get the draft asset, Makes sense to do it, and you would think a guy like that there would be interest. That said, I wouldn't be shocked to see him be the Rockets' Kevin Love. You know, okay. where everybody said he's going to get traded, he doesn't fit with that team. Well, if the Rockets are on the upsurge as this year goes on, and they forecast themselves at least being a play-in contender for the next season. They say, you know what? He loves Houston. He likes being here. He's willing and, and cooperative about coming off the bench. He's a terrific role model guy. What well, that is sort of, and you know, everybody talks about him as an expiring contract. He actually has two years left. It only become that second year becomes guaranteed if things happen that won't, you know, winning right. the championship. So it can be treated as an expiring, but it's not. It's they, The Rockets view it as a good contract. I would not be surprised if they just keep letting it ride. Uh, that's why Rafael did not feel pressure to make the deal that people assumed he would at the last trade deadline. If Eric stays reasonably healthy, they can still, they feel like they can still get value for him in a trade or have value as they get to be a better team. And all that cap room we're talking about, you got it with his contract on the books. So you don't have to overreact or, or be impatient with it. So in his case, bad answer, I guess, but neither would surprise me. What's, in your opinion, is Kevin Porter Jr. 
the Rockets answer long term as the lead guard. I don't really call him point guard anymore in today's NBA, but the lead guard to run the offense. He can be from a basketball standpoint. Does he stay sort of as focused as they need him to be and not let other issues become part of, of what you're dealing with? You know, he's so talented and he's got a terrific, um, he's a terrific athlete for the job. It also depends a little bit on what happens to the rest of the roster. In other words, if they draft Van Carroll to, to pick a name, well, now you've got Shangun, and if Shangun pans out, if he becomes what they hope he will be, well, now you've got two front court passers. You really don't need an old school, traditional playmaking point guard to where, a, you know, and he's not a bad passer. He can be a very good one at times, but he is, he sets things up with his scoring as opposed to setting up the scoring with his playmaking. Well, that will work if you've got two good passers in the front court. That, that's fine. The other thing with him is if everything works out as far as, as him uh, as part of the program long term, he could be a six-man instant offense Jordan Clarkson type. I'd like say they fall to four or five and they draft Jaden Ivey. And he really pans out. Well, now you've got this super athletic, explosive backcourt of Jaden and Jalen. Mm-hmm. And okay, there's a three-guy rotation there. That can work. Uh, you have some work to do in the front court, but so there's things that we ha- can't know yet that factor in. But uh, there's a lot of wait and see on how he is in the last year of his contract. But, you know, the Rockets could extend him. They have all the way up to the start of the season almost to do that. But most likely, why? He'll be a restricted free agent. There's baggage enough to where I don't think they're afraid somebody's going to make him the kind of offer they couldn't possibly match. Uh, so I think he will be a free agent a year from now or a year from July, but uh, a restricted free agent. They, they'd like him to be part of the program. They like him a lot. What do you think the Rockets see for Dacia Nix going forward? They think they, you know, when I was saying all the guards they have already and how that factors in, it, obviously Josh Christopher is part mm-hmm. of that mix and he's such a hard worker. Um, right up there with Jalen. Jalen is totally the hard worker they love about. They, they like that. Josh is that way too. Dacian is not only that way. They think they really found something. They, they, they believe if he didn't have the previous year with the Ignite, the year that he was Jalen Green's teammate, but did have last year in the G League, he's a top five pick. And they got him as an undrafted free agent. Now, maybe that's a little high to say that because there was also the time with the Rockets where he didn't dominate or even show flashes of that as he dominated in his time in the G League. Again, as a teenager at the time, but they think they got something there that, uh, this is an NBA rotation point guard and he is a point guard. There's not a, a point guard with a big build and he's light on his feet. He's quick footed. You watch him defensively and he looks good for a big guy. Uh, you know, you know, is he going to be Baron Davis? Uh, I don't know about that, but. I wouldn't predict it, but they want to give him a chance to be whatever he will be. That's how high they are on him. 
They want him to play. And he's working already. He's working. He's one of these guys. He'll work. Um, they're very high on him. They think they found something there. Next season, will the Rockets win more games in this past season? Yeah. To, to help attract creators? They're going to win more than this year. Yeah. Are they going to be? The, the thing I, I'm curious is, and again, we'll know more after the lottery than certainly after the draft. Maybe even a little free agency. You know, you can go out there with your your uh, mid-level, mm-hmm. non-tax mid-level, which is good money now. Did, that move didn't make them better last year. The Daniel Tice thing didn't right. work. I still think it could have, um, but it just wasn't. Uh, anyway, so we don't know exactly what the roster will look like, but come on, more than last year? Can they go into the last month of games? Can they reach mid-March saying, okay, you're in the race to be a playing team? You know, maybe not going to make it all the way. Maybe when we get to mid-April or whatever, April 10th, not, you're out of it. You're, you're a lottery team. But I, I think more than last year, that's a very low bar. They had the worst record in the league the last two years. So you made that one easier. Well, more wins, however many it is, and say, they just missed the plan. Well, Tillman, do you think Tillman will be okay with that? Keep Stephen brings out back for another season. Yeah, it's part of the plan because they know they got the, the cap room to okay. Now go do something. Go get. Plus, I mean, he'll be okay with it if they're as high on whoever they draft as they are on Jalen Green now. So at the end of so and so's rookie year, are they thinking, all right, we got him? Like they feel about Jalen Green? So yeah, he'd be okay with it if they have a, a power forward version of Jalen Green. That would be cool. So yeah, he'd be all right with say they're a thirty win team. Mm-hmm. That's a good jump, but not you're not in the play in. But you got two guys who are super young and all star potential, maybe more than two, uh, depending on how Shangun develops, and maybe what kind of year Kevin Porter Jr. has, and so on. Uh, no, you could be okay with it for one more year. Almost done. Speaking with Thomas Fagan of the Houston Chronicle of the Chronicles Rockets beat writer. Do you, do you think players tank? I'm sorry? Do you think players have been to tank and not try hard on the court? Tank games? Uh, you know, I think veteran guys who know they're, okay, I'm out of here. They're not tanking, but they're, you you can see some of them guys who are not as committed. Where you know the the one two three Cancun, you know that that can happen. Uh, I don't think that happened. You know, that's, to credit to the Rockets, you know it's weird though the, that last seven games. So now they sit their veterans, right? And those I'm not saying that those that's an example of guys who are mailing it in at the end of the year. That's not why they sat, but they sit their veterans. They played with. Some real hunger and energy and passion, and they lost all seven games. So it shows they have something to build on. They have things, they have some parts to build with. It also shows they got a long way to go. Uh, so no, those guys did not tank. Coaches did not tank. But they lost the last seven games anyway. Well, you know, if you've covered sports for so long that fans don't think that, <laughs> you know, fans, fans think differently than, than the media does. So. I just want to toss it out there. Um, just the last thing, Jonathan. What's your 
idea of which rockets will participate in Vegas in Summer League? Uh, Daisha Nix, um, I'll, I'm not sure. I knew the answer. If I could look at my notes, I would let you know about Alperin, but I don't recall. Usman Garuba absolutely wants to come back and, uh, participate, and he will. I mean, that's, and that's good for him. Um, Josh Christopher, Josh Christopher will, uh, Chet Holmgren, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's other, I, I, I Jalen, no, I, right. I don't think so. Certainly not Jay Shante. KJ Martin, I guess no. Uh, Shangun, I just don't recall. I know, you know what? I do recall. He is. Okay. He, he's going to come back. Um, so I mean, that's a pretty good number of roster guys. Plus, you got two first-round picks. So that, that's a that's a starting lineup right there. Excellent, Jonathan. Thank you very much for taking time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. And uh, you take care. All right. Enjoyed it. Bye bye.